BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Some of our American viewers say, you'll lose me when you talk about the CFL. But this is a life thing, this Cody Fajardo thing that just isn't going away. Called out his receivers after Saturday's game. Cody apologized Tuesday. It could galvanize the team. It could completely destroy the team, too. We know how he handles himself, and he had an emotional moment in the media. Probably done what he needs to do in that locker room and made sure he's good with his team. On the road with the Rod Peterson Show. One more hour. One more hour here from the Beach House in Pompano Beach, Florida. We'll be back in Dodge City tomorrow. And they've just been treating us so darn good. That shot that you just saw as we come into hour two here, brought to you by Core Grain, is right behind Bow Campers. Quite interesting that uh, Hustler said last hour that he's a big fan of Bow Campers. Man, do we have a lot to get to here. As we join the Moose... Back in the bunker in the sweatpants capital, if we can bring him in. Um, regarding last hour, Moose, and the conversation we had with Hustler about Canada's future in goal. Listen, I've been saying this for years. This isn't a new thing. I say Carter Hart is the future in goal for Team Canada. He brought up the flower. And a gentleman named Freddie B. writing us on Twitter. His handle is GoKingsGo25. Writes us on Twitter and says... John Gibson, 1,000%. And I'm like, John Gibson's American. What are you saying here? He's from Pittsburgh. I had a feeling John Gibson was from Pittsburgh, or it was American. I went to the big board, and indeed, he is. Now, John Gibson will probably pilot Anaheim to third place in the Pacific Division. That's my call this year, but he's not, he's not the future in goal for Canada. I don't even think he's the future in goal for America. He's, as a matter of fact, he's not. But what did you think about Hustler and my discussion on the crease for Canada moving forward past Carey Price, who's in the news today? You're both right. You're both right. And I hope that we can keep this discussion and sandwich both these clips together, you know, to throw on YouTube and get some discussion going, because I think you're both right. I think, you know, Hustler's a little guilty of recency bias, because I would say it should be Marc-Andre Fleury. Over Carey Price. I think Marc-Andre Fleury today is the best goaltender born in Canada to win you a game today. I'd put Marc-Andre Fleury against anybody. He's a reigning Vesna, you know, champion. Again, we don't know how he's going to play in, in Chicago. And yeah, Carter Hart, Jordan Bennington, these guys are coming off really bad seasons. And we're not sure about Carter Hart. But if you know, 
in the hockey system in this country and Hockey Canada too, we're guilty of locking in on a guy and he's the guy, right? And even if he struggles, but he's the guy we're grooming. So you keep grooming him and pushing him through. I feel like that's where we are with Carter Hart. And so I think you're right because Hockey Canada is invested in Carter Hart. They've kind of penciled him in as being the guy, the next guy that I don't think they're worried about what happened last season. I still think they see the potential in Carter Hart. I still think they think he's going to come back and play well, and he's still their guy. Now, if he comes out and has a really bad start to the season, then he's not going to be the option to play in Beijing. I get that. But I think today, Hockey Canada is still hoping that Carter Hart is the next guy if Carey Price can't play. Well, um, I don't think it's just because of politics that Carter Hart is the future and goal for Team Canada. I know what you're saying, but... I just think he's the best goalie. And again, we all know why the Flowers not in Las Vegas anymore. He hasn't really represented Canada. I, as I sit back and go back, 2014 Sochi, it must have been Carey Price, Marc-Andre Fleury, Mike Smith. Unless you can remember who the number two goalie was. Uh, Carey Price played all the games. Yeah. But Fleury's never really been Canada's guy. Why would he be now at the age of 36? Anyways, it's a fun, uh, it's a fun discussion. Uh... I'm going through the commentary here. <laughs> Interesting. James Henderson watching in Borden, Manitoba. says, I watched the Pats play the ice on Wednesday live, and God must have been napping because they got iced. How about that? S- stop it. That's pretty good, though. Stop it. For, for those that have just, just tuned in here to Hour 2 of the program, brought to you by Core Green, the Regina Pats, God's team, Went into Winnipeg last night and lost 5-2 to the ice. How much do you want me to say about this? The ice are the number 10 ranked team in the Canadian Hockey League. We knew it wasn't going to be great. Connor Bedard had a stat line of 0-0-0 minus 1. He's not going to be God every night. And so anyways, and as I said, I got a negative COVID test result this morning, which by the way, I'll, you can say what you want about COVID. But I can tell you some of these COVID testing locales, I'm not going to name the one. That's the scam in all of this. For $199, you can have your results by 11 o'clock tonight. For $255 U.S., you can have them within three hours. And for $350 U.S., you can have them in 30 minutes. I'm like, what's the difference? Just go have a nap. Urgency? Anyways. And take it later. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Exactly. Roberto Luongo was the second goaltender in 2014. Well, there you go. He wasn't even on the team. I win. <laughs> uh, and make Don't no argue mistake, with me about goaltending. That plays into what? it. That plays into it. Like, you know, for whatever reason, management coaches, they need to have somebody that they're confident in. And if they're not confident that Marc-Andre Fleury is their guy, no matter how good he plays, he's not going to be their guy. You know, and I don't know what this group is thinking about the goaltending situation, but I know that, you know, we're really excited about Carter Hart. We're hoping last year was just a one-off. Don't read into it. He's still a lead. He's still the next guy. So if he has a good start to the season, he'll be, he'll be the starting goaltender if Carey Price can't go. This is amazing. Uh, just the, 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 the back and forth. Yeah, I'm on the beach in Pompano Beach, Florida, talking hockey. There is nothing better 
Jennifer from the Four Seasons writes in and says, the ice blocked so many shots last night. That's what saved them. Whatever. We're going to coin a phrase here tonight. Complimentary hockey. <laughs> You've heard complimentary football. Complimentary. Listen, they blocked shots. That's why. Well, so what? And by the way, Ryan McCarthy in Saratoga, New York is watching. He says, Carey Price, Mike Smith, and Roberto Luongo were Canada's goalies in 2014, which you pointed out. Why are we not talking about Mike Smith? He's the starting goaltender for the Edmonton Oilers. It's going to be Kataha. Uh, do, 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 do. Pinks from Pinks. One of our P1s, the biggest Philly Flyers fan in the cesspool that is our comment group. He says, Philly, in the end, simply had a bad defense last year. It was addressed in the offseason. They will be better. And Kata's head and confidence will only get better this year. No, 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 no. I, I, I respectfully disagree. Oh, it's just our defense sucked. That's all. That's why we missed the playoffs. No big deal. We'll just sign these guys and we'll be good. What did they get? The defenseman uh, down here, is it Skinner? Not Keith Yandel. They got Keith Yandel. The guy that they wanted a healthy scratch here in Florida. He's going to save the Philadelphia Flyers. Which, incidentally, the NHL comes out with their Super 16 today. And listen, the Blues swept, as I said. I don't even have them making the playoffs, Moose, in the Central Division. One of Pittsburgh or Philly's going to make the playoff. One of them, not both. Look at the division that they're in. But I guess we can't sit here and make these generalities. Well, that's what's fun about what we do, right, Moose? That's yeah, of what's course fun we about can. It. Yeah, of course we can. We can make any generalities we want. St. Louis is tough because you go back, we all want to think about that Stanley Cup team, right? But Alex Petrangelo, not there. Jaden Schwartz, not there. You know, Vladimir Tarasenko, he was exposed in the expansion draft, and he's a shell of the player that he was, right? Jordan Binnington is not Vesna Trophy goaltender last season. He's not Team Canada caliber goaltender last year. Now, maybe he can get back to it. These players all have the potential. But this isn't the St. Louis Blues that won the Stanley Cup. Now, can they get back there? I hope so. There's a lot of talented players there. But the signs aren't pointing that way. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in St. Louis. From David MD watching on uh, YouTube says, one player doesn't make a team. If it does, then your team is in trouble. Looking at you, Oilers. McDavid cannot do everything. And uh, from the Puck and Pigskin podcast is because Mike Smith is like 40, LOL. Granted, he had a great last season, but last season was a very different season. Um... I hope that we can edit together all the clips of the discussion between yourself and I and then Hustler regarding the goaltending where we pointed out that Marc-Andre Fleury wasn't even on Team Canada the last time we had NHL players at the Olympics. Why are we even talking about this now? It makes no sense. And the fact that Mike Smith's old, that's the Oilers' fault. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody but, else's. But if, if Marc-Andre Fleury has a great start to the year in Chicago, like if we were talking... You know, in the spring, who would you want? I'd want Marc-Andre Fleury starting for Team Canada. I would. Um, if he has a good start to the year and Carey Price can't go, 
then maybe Marc-Andre Fleury finds his way on this roster and they like him and, and he's a chance to, to put lighting in a bottle and, and squeeze out the last bit of juice of his career and lead us to a gold medal. But if not, it gets pretty thin and Carter Hart's got the most potential. He's the next guy for the next decade or, or longer in goal for Canada. Goalies get better the older they get, by the way. Uh, that's a fact. Look it up. So do defensemen, too. Carter right? Hart will have a good... Yeah, well, Carter Hart, Carter Hart will have a good year this year. He'll have it figured out. Again, it's all, it's all here with him. He has the physical skill. Most guys don't have the physical skill, and it doesn't matter what's going on between their ears. In the case of Carter Hart, he's got the physical skill. He gets the mental side figured out, which we've seen. Listen, I know how Hockey Canada works. Been around him for decades. He's going to be the guy. Um... Another one from Pinks, as we talked about the teams announcing their... What are they saying these first three players are, by the way? Preliminary players, or what are they calling them? Yeah. You were on this before me. The first three uh Maybe it's players, preliminary players. Yeah, and, you know, it, uh, well, it's getting people excited. That's what it's doing. The United States announcing their... Preliminary three today. You probably saw this. Austin Matthews, Patrick Kane, and Seth Jones. Thanks, Pinks, for sending that. That's a pretty good crew. I'd say. That's a pretty good crew. And you look like they're going to have good goaltending, um, too. John Gibson. John Gibson, Connor Hellebuck, Jack Campbell, maybe. I don't know who they're going to go with in goal, but... They'll be okay. The States will be good. It's fun because we went a year without a whole Olympics without NHL players. And now we're seeing these guys. Like, I'm really looking forward to this tournament. Oh, yeah. Well, clearly everybody is. Whew. Yeah. Maybe it should be. What are you looking forward to mo the most for a poll question? The Olympics or the regular season? For me, it's the regular season, quite frankly. He said Jack Campbell, John Gibson, Connor Hellebuck. Spencer Knight here from America's team, the Florida Panthers. Can't stop thinking about tonight's game. Tampa and Florida going after it. What do you think is going to happen tonight? Think they flew George Paris in to Amelie Arena in Tampa Bay <laughs> to to be like the to like be like the principal on the school ground after no. the old school hockey brew ha ha the other night. Uh, they're going to find another goalie. It won't be Andre Vasilevsky. They're not going to put him anywhere near a place to get ran, especially in the preseason. I'd be surprised if Braden Point or Steven Stamkos or Nikita Kucherov play tonight. I mean, this is going to be, yeah, it won't be the same. Maybe you will see that stuff, but if I'm coaching this game, if I'm John Cooper or if I'm Joel Quenville, I'm keeping my stars as far away from this game as possible. Especially after the injuries that have gone on the last couple of nights in the National Hockey League. You're, you're, right. Well, <clears throat> as, as my buddy Brian Dodge, the mayor of Dodge City, said the other night, because he was reading my 10 things column, yeah, which was purported by the Panthers. Uh, he goes, you forgot to point out that they didn't play this guy and that guy and this. All the big guys for Tampa Bay. Who were, I, you know what? He just texted me here. You, you, bear with me. Uh, 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 bear with me. This is worth it. They didn't play Hedman, Kucherov, McDonough, or Stamkos. And I said, no, I didn't forget. <laughs> this is a Panthers you know column, I mean? didn't you know? 
It's a Panthers column. We're making the Panthers look good. That's how it works, right? You got to make the team look good. Exactly. You, don't, you get fired. Ask Eddie Steele. By the way, uh, can you believe the furor over Eddie Steele's firing? Because um, he no. called Tuesday night. Again, I was watching the Panthers game. Phone came. Eddie Steele. I'm like, oh, this should be good. And Eddie told me that he had been let go. National news, man. I didn't. I haven't watched this morning, but he was with my buddy uh, Kent Morrison on CTV Edmonton this morning. Like he's making the rounds. It's a. Uh, it's big news. Big news. And so you said that you know you're getting word that Brock Sunderland's kind of filling the war chest, so to speak, or gathering the troops, or arming his uh, his uh, counterattack. I'm curious. I'm really curious to see what he has to say. Uh, well, it might not necessarily come from Brock. You know how these things work. But just of some of the reasons for some of the things that he's being accused of. I just watch, watch for some stuff to come out about that. Could make some people look bad. Not saying I'm on Brock Sunderland's side in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying he's uh, loading up. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just... Yeah. As he should. Uh, so that's right? worth watching. Well, I guess so. I guess so. To defend his honor. But who did you say he was on with? Kent Morrison? Yeah, at CTV Edmonton. Yeah. Well, wait till he's on with Keith Morrison. Then we're talking. <laughs> Dateline, right? Put on pump. Don't you watch Dateline? I do not. <laughs> okay. But I know the name. <laughs> well, you, you don't watch it? No. Maybe oh, my God. I knew there was something wrong with you. <laughs> you found uh, us. Well, one of, one, of, one of the hosts on that show, Andrea Canning, she follows the Rod Peterson show. Clark would know this, and Nelson, too. She follows it on Instagram. She likes all her photos. I'm like, very interesting. She's got great taste in sports talk, Andrea <laughs> Canning. Moose and I will kick this around more. We'll get to more of your viewer comments. Canada's future in goal. Some CFL items. We got a lot uh, unpacking to do here today. You're watching the RP Show live from the Pompano Beach House in Pompano Beach, Florida on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Autumn is in the air, the pumpkins are in the patch, and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming, if you know what I'm saying. Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. Boys, get ready for a cuffing season like no other. Ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped? Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Again, join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. But you got to use the promo code FANSIDED20. Beautiful Fort Lauderdale, Florida is the site of the RP show as we continue on 
It is episode number 587 of Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show. Producer Clark has just told me that the moose has run out of the room. So that's fine. It's just me and you for the next little while here on a program which is brought to you by Core Grain, doing the right thing for your farm. Good time to get to the sports update. And then we'll turn it over to your viewer comments. There's a lot of things going on today. And as a matter of fact, because it is Canada's daytime sports talk show, let me move this up in the order. Montreal Canadiens goaltender Carey Price is seeking help voluntarily entering the NHL and NHL Players Association joint player assistance program. The NHL and NHLPA said in a release Thursday morning that the 34-year-old star goalie will be away from the team while he takes part in the program. The release did not specify why Price entered the program and said there would be no further comment. The news came out of the blue. Previously, the discussion over Price was whether the native of Anaheim Lake, B.C. would recover from off-season surgery to repair a torn meniscus in time to start the season. Montreal, which made it to the Stanley Cup final last year, opens its 2021-22 campaign next Wednesday at Toronto. Canadians GM Mark Bergevin addressed the media this morning, said, I didn't see it coming to be up front with you. News came to me yesterday, so yeah, it caught me off guard. Yes. The news comes a day after Canadians head coach Dominic Ducharme said it would be unlikely that Price would be ready to start the season due to an unspecified illness. Price's wife, Angela, cited mental health in an Instagram post showing Price and their three kids. And by the way, before we move on, nobody did anything wrong here with their comments into the show today. But people have said, oh, it's too bad that Carey Price has entered the program. No, it is a very good thing that Carey Price has entered the program. And it's interesting here. The story says that he has sought help. Very smart. I've been in recovery programs myself. And look how life's going for me. This is a good thing for Carey Price. Not a bad thing. Okay. The two American League Division Series begin tonight. The top teams in the American League East kick off one series as the Tampa Bay Rays host the Boston Red Sox. Tampa Bay won the series 11-8 despite losing their first four meetings with Boston. The Houston Astros host the Chicago White Sox to start the other American League Division Series. Week five of the NFL season begins tonight as the Seattle Seahawks welcome the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams won their first three games of the season before falling 37-20 at home to the Arizona Cardinals last week. The Seahawks are 2-2 two and two and are coming off a 28-21 road win over San Francisco. And John Rahm made a superb start on his return home, shooting an 8-under 63 in the first round of the Spanish Open. Rahm was 6-under uh, par through his first eight holes before making his only bogey and finishing with three more birdies on his back nine. Rahm was two shots behind clubhouse leader Ross McGowan. The sports update for dubnetwork.ca and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. RP Show viewers get 20% off with a promo code RP Show. Order yours today at g2gbars.ca. Moose, you always uh, love talking about the National Football League. I understand the Moose is back in the bunker here. Um, I wanted to tell you this because everybody is writing me through social media saying, what are, they, what are they talking about in Florida with the NFL? What are they saying? Well, on WQAM, one of the greatest sports talk radio stations in America, 560 AM, all they talk about is the Dolphins and a lot of the Miami Hurricanes. Yeah. Obviously. But I just want to point this out. 
because I thought this was interesting. I was at the game where the Colts came back and beat the Dolphins 27-17 Sunday at Hard Luck Stadium. And they fell to one and three. So yesterday they had Kim Bocamper on the air, on the phone. Kim Bocamper, okay? Recognize the name? Yeah. Yeah, so Kim Bocamper, the linebacker for the Dolphins for nine seasons, I think it was 78 to 87. He's on the air yesterday by phone. And they're like, Kim, what's wrong with the Dolphins at one and three? And he goes, you know what? I don't know. Maybe it's coaching. They're taking too many penalties. They're dropping too many passes. They can't protect the quarterback. They're missing too many. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's any one thing. And I'm like, I could do that. (laughs) Call in and analyze that. I mean, they're literally asking, what's wrong with the Dolphins? At one and three. And here's your analyst. He doesn't know. They're not scoring enough points. That's why they're losing the football games. I guess so. You know, yeah, it's like I, one I of those answers that, like, I didn't even need to watch the game to give you that answer. <laughs> right? I almost wonder if he watched the game. Sounds like he was Listening on a jet ski. Kind of funny. Sounds like he was on a jet ski yeah. instead of watching the game. Well, and that's the thing, and I understand why you said, yeah, don't tell anybody you didn't watch the Ryder game. But I don't care. I didn't. I was jet skiing in the Florida Keys, and I just find it very interesting you know, just with the Fajardo thing where people are all over him about, you know, I, I could tell you that Cody wasn't perfect because I saw his 56% completion percentage in the game. I don't need to see much else. And they lost. Um, but we can go down this road. I lost the comments for a section, so I, for a second. So I'm going to have to log back in here in a second and get them okay. while you're talking. Sure. But I, I don't know about you. I'm down here in Dolphins land. Hurricanes land, obviously Panthers land. I'm not really following what's going on in the Ryder Nation. It's a big reason why I'm here. But people aren't letting go this stuff with Fajardo. They're talking about his antics, ranting and raving on the sidelines. And I don't know. They said he didn't shake hands after the game, which I don't really care. But you know, I, I, I don't mind revisiting this from what we talked about yesterday. Does this galvanize the team? Or is this the point of the season where things come apart? Like, how much are they talking about this? in the rectangle, Cody Fajardo's antics. It's coming up a little bit. It's coming up because I think you look at this game and, you know, fans are sitting here saying, this is kind of a must-win game. And it's not, but it feels that way because, you know, we know what happens when you get a loose thread and you pull on one thread, right? And then all of a sudden it just keeps going and going and getting worse and worse, and it's hard to fix that on the spot. And so you lose a game against Calgary, a game you're supposed to win. You know, Cody's overthrowing some receivers. They're not getting the 50-50 balls. He's unhappy. He's in the, in the media, you know, unhappy. Then he's got an issue with apology. And now we're thinking, this is supposed to be the number two team in the league, the number two team in the West, and a Grey Cup contender, right? Right behind Winnipeg. And now there's all this turmoil, and we don't know what's going on, and there's chaos, and all of a sudden... Who is this football team? Are they in control? Are they, is there confidence here? Where are we? So I think, you know, when you're looking in this province, they want to get back on the field and win, and not just win a football game, but put an exclamation mark on it so they can show everybody, no, 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 we're good. Forget about that. That was a bad week. We're good. So there's a lot riding on, on the game this weekend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the riders favored by 2.5. 
We find out that Bo Levi Mitchell is starting. Looks like he's starting for the Calgary Stampeders. Trust me, I'm following it very closely. And uh, But I unfortunately won't, I don't think, be able to watch the game unless there's television on the uh, aircraft that I'll be on because I'm supposed to come home late Saturday night. Uh, by the way, my cousin Christine's watching in medicine hat. And she says, I forgot what you look like, Rod, without sunglasses. Well, that's why I'm wearing them, Chris, to cover up this. Works very well. From John Ohm in Winnipeg. Ohm. He goes, so, Rod, what's wrong with the Dolphins? You know what? I think it's a team with a, with a culture issue, to be honest. We watched that team very closely last year, Darren, because of Sam McGuavin being on it. And I did talk to Sam on the weekend. And he's doing his part. But not everybody's doing their part. They missed the playoffs by a whisker in the AFC East last year, as you know. And they couldn't decide on a quarterback. I don't... What are they, I think there's too many cooks in the kitchen with the Miami Dolphins. That's what I think is the problem. And, yeah. All right, you want to sit and talk about NFL? Works for me. People are saying Tua Tungavaiola can't stay healthy. And that is a fact. But you know what? Did you say you watched that game against the Bills? He was sacked three times in the first quarter. Don't blame Tua. It doesn't matter. They could have put Mar By the way, did you see that I was at the game with Dan Marino? It was very similar to me going to the game with Snoop Dogg uh, yes. in San Antonio. Um, Dan Marino was down on the sidelines, and I was up at the nosebleeds. But we were there together. <laughs> And don't kid um, yourself. There are, yeah. You were in a suite. You weren't in the nosebleeds. You were in a suite. I'm trying to be humble for the first time in my I life. I know. I know. But look at, like, they would have no identity in Miami. The Dolphins have no identity. We don't know what they are. We don't know if they're a running team, if they're a smash-mouth hard defensive football club. We don't know if they're a passing. We don't really know what they are. They're lacking identity. And... They've got some weapons. Jaden Waddle's one of the bright young receivers in the game. You know, we like what Sam McGuavin's doing. They've got good players. They've taken steps forward. And now they're supposed to start to show that they've entered the upper tier and should be contenders and a playoff team. But they haven't shown us anything. So, and I said it a week ago, they're the biggest disappointment yeah. in the NFL so far. And I think that continues to hold true. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh... In the Bills game, as I said, they look like a bad high school team. It's not... Listen, I might be a hockey guy first, but I know football too. And when you're taking pre-snap penalties and you can't one-on-one -on -one block somebody, that, that, you, know, I, you can't put that on coaching. They're good enough. You know, and actually, I meant to ask you that, and we're kind of running out of time here because you have coached football. Actually, I've been wanting to ask you about it for so long that it related to the Rough Riders when they were having so many problems with the penalties. Like, how do you, as a coach, eliminate penalties? I've, I've known coaches that have instituted a fine program, like $10, $50, $100 if you take any kind of a penalty, let alone pre-snap. But I think they got rid of it because the Players Association came down and said on them and said you can't do that. Or they instituted something in the CBA that you can't. But how do you eradicate penalties i've never quite known how you do that successfully in football it's culture you know discipline rewards that doesn't really work i mean how much does a speeding ticket stop you from speeding the next time 
either you want to speed or you don't, right? It has to be deeper than that. You have to create this culture of mistakes, mistakes, mistakes matter. And these are mistakes that you can control. And some coaches are really good at building that. What is your focus? You know, is your focus on, on playing smart football or is your focus on, you know, executing passes and runs? And that's cool too. But if you're not focusing on discipline, then you're not going to see it in the football game. So it has to start from, you know, team meetings to penalties to, you know, the way you conduct yourself on a day-to-day basis. You know, we're, we're, seeing, we're not seeing that in, in Miami. They're not con- conducting themselves with any sort of discipline, with any sort of, you know, structure like that. And that starts at the top. So, I mean, I don't know how exactly you're going to get that out of the football team, but it starts from every meeting, from every practice, from every play. It has to be a focus, and that's the only way to clean it up is if you, you know do it what? day after day. You, great answer. Racket, Nelson, because it is a culture thing. And the guy asked, what's wrong with the Dolphins? It's a culture thing. And I don't think it's Brian Flores, the head coach, because he had them almost in the playoffs last year. They were grinding. But sometimes a good coach can't overcome bad culture. Ask the Edmonton Oilers and how many coaches they've had through there. It's a culture issue there. It's a culture issue with the Calgary Flames. And if you wonder why some teams win and why some teams always lose, that's why it's culture and it starts at the top. And by the way, some great comments before we break and bring in Logan Nyhoff. John Ohm in Winnipeg says, Rod was at the game with the NFL commissioner too. Awesomeness. Full disclosure, I was there with Marino, but I wasn't there with Roger Goodell. You know who took the picture of Roger Goodell was Gil Scott. Gil was like, me to you away from Roger Goodell, and he took the picture and texted it to me, and he's like, hey, got to help a brother out. I love it. (laughs) That's what Gil said. And... uh, from BW on YouTube says, will Cody Fajardo become the next Ryan Leaf? You bite your tongue. You do not even mention those two in the same breath. Oh, no, spicy. I know them both. I know. You take that sentence back. Okay, Moose, we'll see you for overtime. What do you say? Sounds good. All right, we're broadcasting live from the Pompano Beach House in Pompano Beach, Florida. We'll be talking a little major junior hockey when we come back with the captain of God's team. You're watching on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. We're live in gorgeous South Florida, the Sunshine State. That's the backside of Boat Campers, third largest sports bar in uh, America. Today, we're at the Beach House in Pompano Beach, Florida. Wonderful hospitality down here in South Florida as we've taken the show out on the road. But we've been talking a lot of hockey, and that continues now. Very pleased to be joined by Regina Pats forward, Captain Logan Nyhoff, and uh, actually very... What should I say? Humbled to have you with me, Logan, because I know it's a late night for you guys, a 5-2 loss in Winnipeg. Uh, first of all, thanks for joining us. And t- talk to me about last night's game, man. What happened there in Winnipeg? No worries. Thanks a lot for having me on, Rod. Um, no, last night uh, we just didn't really stick to our, our game plan. 
Uh, we knew they were going to capitalize on odd man attacks and uh, try to break us down in the neutral zone, and they did exactly that. And uh, we just kind of struggled to, to get our game going. But I think in the third, we definitely took a step there and um, kind of held most of the possession in the third there and kept the puck down low. So I think it's uh, it's a great learning curve early on in the season. Uh, we got a lot of young players here who haven't really played on the road. So uh, we just got to kind of let it go and build on it. You know, I, I we're going to look fully forward here in a second, but I do have a couple questions looking back, and we'll try and go in chronological order. I had the distinct honor of calling all the Pats games in the bubble last year in the Brand Center, and it was a pretty good season uh, for you guys. It, too bad there wasn't playoffs. But who's, who knew what you would have been capable of? But what was it like as a player to live in the U of R dorm in the bubble? I'm sure it's not something you, you ever want to go back and do again or maybe even think about. Yeah, it's it definitely unique. Um, I've never really stayed in a dorm-type facility like that, and especially for two months. But um, I thought it was good. I actually quite enjoyed it. It was almost like a never-ending road trip with your team, right? And uh, living next to each other, we were fortunate enough to have our own room. So uh, we did get a little downtime on our own. But uh, I thought it was definitely really uh, good for our team, and we got to know each other very well. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because your head coach, Dave Struish, you two are obviously very close, and he told me about you that you just love hockey. There's a reason you wear the C. So it doesn't surprise me that this was right down your alley just to be hockey, 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 and be around your teammates all the time, right? And I, I guess, obviously, you played well enough to earn yourself a trial with the Anaheim Ducks. Talk about how, how that went. Yeah, it, it went good. Um, it was a little bit late notice, but obviously... Uh, it was a tremendous honor to go down there and, and wear an NHL uniform. Um, it was good. I mean, I thought I played pretty well, and it was just incredible to go to the rink in uh, flip-flops and have palm trees and just be able to be in the locker room with some of those guys like Ryan Getzlaff. I got to catch up with Pat alumni, Sam Steele, and Josh Mahura. Uh, but just to see how the professionals act and how they treat their bodies and how they go about themselves was uh definitely something special i'll never forget it good for you logan and uh, i know that you'll be playing pro if you want to after that so you're going to be able to do whatever you want to do when your your major junior season's done but i remember driving down catella avenue the last time i was in anaheim looking around at those palm trees like you said and thinking sammy has got the world by the tail good for him uh how yeah. did you feel you did uh with the ducks by the way good i thought um yeah, it's definitely a big jump. You know, you don't have a lot of time or space, but I thought I played my, my game pretty well and got some good feedback. So, um, yeah, I was able to learn a lot down there. So it's definitely a, a really incredible experience. You know, well, and by the way, Bruce Franklin, the scout for the Ducks that lives in uh, the Queen City, is a very close friend of mine. So obviously he'd have his fingerprints all over getting you into Ducks camp. But I got to ask you, that last game, the Pats and the Weekings against each other, was it Ridley, Greg, or who was it? The U2 were just having a slobber knocker of a 60-minute, 12-round fight all game long. And I'm like, I don't think this would be fun for Logan to play this style of game, but that's what you do. Who is it on the Week Kings that you've taken a personal responsibility to drive crazy? Yeah, that was Greg. Uh, you know, ever since we, we both kind of came into the league at the same time, he was a year after me, but I, I didn't play a ton my first year, so right away we, we kind of 
learned to hate each other and it's, it's been a fun rivalry ever since but you know we kind of laugh about it after i got a really good buddy on brandon and we kind of know each other through that but then once we get on the ice it, it just seems like we always go at it and, and it's, it's really fun to, to go at it with a, a player of that caliber now, obviously, it's a mutual respect. I could tell that, but I also know that um, those are the friendships that you'll have for the rest of your life, but at the time, it doesn't really feel like it. So Friday night, um, you go into Moose Jaw. What's it like to be able to play some road games, Logan? It has literally been a couple of years. How much are you looking forward to that next game for the Pats? Yeah, uh, really looking forward to it. You know, not being able to play on the road last year, it, it definitely felt like it's been almost three, four years since we've been able to play on the road. It's been a crazy couple of years, but um, it's exciting to, to get fans back in the stands and have that hockey atmosphere again. And, you know, our rivalry going into Moose Jaw, it's, it's going to be exciting and it's going to be fun. Well, you know... Um just before we do look ahead a little bit, you swept PA in the season opening home and home. That didn't surprise me. Uh, you went into Winnipeg, played a good team, lost 5-2. I wasn't necessarily expecting you to win that one. But what is your expectation for this hockey team this year for the Regina Pats in your last year? What do you, how do you see this playing out? What do you, how would you like to see it play out? Yeah, uh, you know, definitely we took a lot of big jumps last year, uh, as, as all Pats fans know. Uh, it's been a bit of a tough couple of years here rebuilding, but now we got um, the most competitive team that we've seen since that 2017-18 year. We got good D-man, got a good goalie, stood on his head last night, and we got some, some deep board lines. So um, I think we're going to come out and surprise a lot of teams here. Obviously, we got to learn how to win games and what our structure is and what our true identity is. You know, we can't... Um, give up opportunities like we did last night. We got to be a bit of a harder working team and be harder to play against. Um, but no, we also got some skill this year. So, um, you know, I, we're definitely gunning for the playoffs. I think anything short of that would be a, be a huge disappointment considering the lineup we got. So, um, yeah, just early in the year, just kind of find what works for us, what doesn't work for us, come out and compete every night and, um, battle to be in the top of our division. I think there's a chance that you could, although Winnipeg might have something to say about that. But that game last night, I'm glad to hear what you said. That's a measuring stick game. It's the first week of the regular season. And if you can play with those guys as well as you did, um, yeah, I agree with you. And that Matthew Keeper, I love love him as a goaltender. There's no doubt that kid's got a lot of talent. I just got to ask you this. How often, Logan, do you get asked by your friends and family about Connor Bedard? Or are they kind of over it by now? Uh, yeah, def definitely a lot. Um, you know, ev every time anyone sees a Pats logo now, it's almost like, oh, do you play with Connor Bedard? But um, now that <laughs> now that he's settling in, I, I think it's uh, becoming more of a, a standard question type thing. But uh, no, it's definitely bringing a lot of attention to our team, which everyone's super excited about. How do you like playing with him? And what is it like playing with him? Yeah, I, I love it. I haven't I've played a ton with him. You know, we're normally both centers, but um, being able to watch a, a guy with that caliber and practice and stuff, you know, it, it's like playing with Sam Steele. It's like Mahara. It's like being able to watch these top guys and just how they go about themselves and how he shoots the puck. I, I've never seen anyone shoot the puck like him. So um, it's definitely very exciting to, to be on the ice with him every day. 
Well, you guys are all uh, a tremendous amount of fun to watch, and I can't wait to get back home because I'll be broadcasting Sunday's game with you guys. And uh, Logan, I just want to say, I don't know when I'll have a chance to talk to you again, so you are a tremendous captain for the Regina Pats. Very proud of how you represent the hockey club. And uh, I'll see you on the weekend. Thanks for the time today. No worries. Thanks a lot, Rod. Logan Nyhoff of the Regina Pats joining us from the Sweatpants Capital. Moose will be back in here for overtime and we'll put a bow on all of these topics today with viewer takeover. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. One last time, <clears throat> pardon me, one last time. Here we are, overtime from the Pompano Beach House. There's our boy, Thad. What's up, Thad? Biggest, <laughs> let's go Panthers. Biggest Panthers fan here in South Florida, this guy. Uh, which, speaking of, by the way, if we want to bring the moose in, hey, we have not yet done, Darren, the uh, ultra update. What do you think? Would today be the day to do it? Today's a great day to do it. Yeah. Okay, let's let's talk some hockey. Are you ready, uh, Clark? It is in the sponsor mentions here. If you want to put the camera on me and you tell me. Yeah, let's go. You tell me when it's time to go with the Great Western Ultra Update. Here we go. Don't forget about the hockey. The CFL is in the home stretch. The NFL's Week 5 kicks off tonight. And the Major League Baseball Division Series open tonight as well. But hockey's rolling too, and it's worthy of your attention. The Regina Pats suffered their first loss of the season Wednesday night in Winnipeg, falling 5-2 to the nation's sixth-ranked team. Is it bad that I always check the Pats score sheet to see how Connor Bedard fared? Against the ice, Bedard was held pointless, went minus one, and had four shots on goal. I got flack back in the springtime for giving too much attention to Bedard on the television broadcast, but to be honest, you gotta sell something. And I was shocked to see the Brand Center half full, maybe, for the Pats home opener on Saturday afternoon against PA. We'll see how many people turn out to Mosaic Place in Moose Jaw Friday night for the Pats' next game against the rival Warriors. And the NHL preseason is winding down, getting ready for next week's season opening games on October the 12th. Here in Florida, we've decided the NHL's top rivalry resides here between the Panthers and the Lightning. They met Tuesday in Orlando, and it was a fight fest. The first of three straight between the Sunshine State rivals. They'll meet again tonight at Amelie Arena in Tampa before concluding the preseason Saturday here at FLA Arena in Sunrise. They used to say the only ice in Florida is in the drinks. Not anymore. That is the Great Western Ultra Update Moose. What do you say we got it in? You've never hit the post so perfectly than you did today. Oh, like that was perfect. <laughs> oh. Uh, from the Puck and Pigskin podcast, Jason and Redger says, are you guys doing more <laughs> deal or no deal? That is a one, not a one-time only thing. That's a once-a-week thing. But by the way, 
The original 16 Ultra Update, an original 16 to fit your active lifestyle, a superior taste with only 80 calories and 2.5% alcohol. Taste without compromise. Pick up at a store near you today. Uh, James in Borden, Manitoba says, great show as usual. The only reason I went to the ice game was to see Connor, and of course he has a bad game. But the ice were playing him hard. <sighs> Here's the takeaway, Moose, and I listen, I, tr I promise me I'll let you talk before we go. Carey Price enters the player assistance program in the NHL. Everybody wants to know why. It's not in somebody's business why. But when you're the starting goaltender for the Montreal Canadiens and you make $10.5 million a year, your life's going to be an open book. When you're Connor Bedard and you are the next one, people are going to buy tickets to come watch you play and expect you to put up two points a night. Do you see the pressure that's on that kid? Like... You think these guys have dream lives, and while their lives are great, they're not necessarily great. There's a lot of pressure that goes along with it. That's the moral of the story. Tons of pressure, and it's not that we're trying to get into and find out what's bugging him and what's bothering him. We want to find out when he's going to be back. And, yes, he's a person, and he should, you know, be given some privacy and, you know, be able to handle it. But we want to know, hey, look at And all it would take is he's dealing with some personal stuff, and he's expected to be out one to two months, six to eight weeks, four to six weeks, and we would back right up. But... The, the, you know, when you're dealing with certain issues, sometimes you don't know what the timetable is going to be. And out indefinitely is out indefinitely. And the Montreal Canadiens have to start the season with Jake Allen as their, as their goaltender. And we got to be okay with that. And Montreal Canadian fans, you know, they're worried that they may not see Price back. They just came off a run to the Stanley Cup Finals. They're worried that without Carey Price, they can't get back there this year. That's what they're worried about, too. And I understand that as well. So something we're definitely going to follow, and we hope that he's doing okay, him and his family. Uh, yeah, well, that's the big story for today. And I guess the topic uh, coming out of today, or the big question, is Canada's future in goal. And, you know, I'm sitting there going, yeah, I was still drinking back then, uh, 2014. Maybe that's why I can't remember who the goalies were for Team Canada. Why can't I remember if Marc-Andre Fleury was on the roster? He wasn't on the roster then. Seven years ago, he was 29 years old, dare I say, prime of his career, in the middle of winning three Stanley Cups. Marc-Andre Fleury's never really been in the conversation in goal for Canada, Darren. I'm a little surprised that Hustler would bring it up in that fashion. I am. But he is the Vesna goalie, you know, the reigning Vesna winner. So I do understand... You know, at the end of last season, he was still the best goaltender in the National Hockey League, not even Canadian goaltender. And it's a one, you know, it's a, what, two-week tournament. You got to be uh, in the moment. You got to be ready to go. So, again, a goaltender to me is like the last person you name to the roster, not preliminary. It comes at the end. So we'll see what happens. Everybody's auditioning in the early part of the season. Wait a minute. Why are they the last player mentioned? Because you got to have a hot goaltender. So that's what I think. I oh, think I you, see what you're saying. Right? Yeah. Okay. It's an you don't think they now. got it picked already? I don't think so. Wow. Maybe we should go another hour, Moose. What do you say? I love all this hockey talk. What a show. I know. Enjoy the Rams and the Seahawks tonight, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern here on Game Plus TV. da 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 for more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.